Welcome to AZPM News Daily, a recap of all the day's news from Arizona Public Media. I'm Steve Jess. Coming up today, a tragic shooting in St. David leaves a family grieving an eight-year-old boy. More Arizona politicians put pressure on the president to support the border economy. And a local Indian center gets federal help to keep serving the community. Topping off our news today, an eight-year-old boy was shot to death Monday in St. David, south of Benson. A spokesperson with the Cochise County Sheriff's Office says the unidentified boy was riding an all-terrain vehicle near where a man was taking target practice with a high-powered air rifle. The boy was shot in the chest with a projectile and was pronounced dead at Benson Hospital. The Cochise County attorney will determine whether to file charges. Republican Congressman Juan Siscomani used a meeting on border economics to criticize recent decisions by the Biden administration. Summer Hom reports. Congressman Siscomani says that the Biden administration's decision to temporarily close the Lukeville port of entry in southwestern Pima County is a bad idea for the local economy. Devastating impacts on the economy because all this hurts the local economy. And if, and if Sierra Vista and Cochise County is feeling it without a port closure, uh, imagine what Lukeville is feeling. The Lukeville port of entry was closed on December 4th. Santa Cruz County Supervisor Bruce Bracker says about 80% of sales tax in his county and Nogales comes from Mexicans who cross the border to shop. In Sierra Vista, I'm Summer Hom, AZPM News. U.S. Senators Kirsten Sinema and Mark Kelly say they want more money for Arizona's border communities. Sites along the border have seen a sharp rise in the number of asylum seekers in recent weeks. Customs and Border Protection closed the Lukeville port of entry indefinitely in response, and Governor Katie Hobbs is preparing to send National Guard troops to the border. Kelly and Cinema wrote to Homeland Security officials to say the federal government should allocate more money to the Shelter and Services Program, which is responsible for funding and reimbursing costs incurred by aid groups, providing food, shelter, and transportation for migrants released to await court dates in the U.S. Arizona's Senate president is suing Governor Katie Hobbs, accusing her of circumventing the law by letting her agency heads serve without Senate confirmation. Governors must appoint directors to lead state agencies who then must be confirmed by the state Senate within a year. But after the Republican-controlled Senate rejected some nominees and ignored others, Hobbs named some of those leaders as executive deputy directors to skirt the nomination process. Tempe lawmaker Athena Salmon is resigning from the State House of Representatives at the end of the month to run the Arizona arm of a national abortion rights nonprofit. Salmon will serve as director of Arizona campaigns for Reproductive Freedom for All. The group, formerly known as NARAL, is one of the groups collecting signatures to get a measure on the ballot in 2024 that would codify abortion rights in the state. The organizers need to collect over 383,000 valid signatures by July 3rd to make it on the ballot. It's an effort supported by Arizona Democrats, including Governor Hobbs. Democratic leaders in Selman's district will select candidates to replace her for the upcoming legislative session, which begins in January. A federal judge has approved an agreement between conservation groups and the Environmental Protection Agency to set up pollution limits for Queen Creek from Resolution Copper's proposed mine. Katya Mendoza has our report. 
The agreement is the result of a lawsuit filed by the conservation groups in September last year, citing the agency's failure to establish a maximum amount of pollutants allowed to enter Queen Creek. The conservation group said that Queen Creek will be on the receiving end of discharges from a proposed copper mining project and argued that the Arizona Department of Environmental Quality has failed to implement a plan to clean up pollution. Back in 2017, ADEQ conducted a total maximum daily load analysis and found that six separate stream reaches, including ones from Queen Creek, were impaired due to dissolved copper. The coalition argues that a plan to set limits was not implemented following the study. The EPA has until 2028 to set up pollution limits if the state does not do so by 2027. I'm Katia Mendoza, AZPM News. The Tucson Indian Center is receiving federal funding for renovations to continue serving Tucson's urban Native American community. Danielle Kamara has more on that. Congressman Raul Grijalva helped secure $588,000 for renovations and upgrades to the Tucson Indian Center as part of the 2023 Inflation Reduction Act. This will go toward the roofing and the infrastructure so that it is available and, and fully functional and safe and secure for at least the, the next 60 years. The center has been active for 60 years already and serves about 15,000 people each year in the areas of wellness, health, employment, training, financial assistance, and cultural services. I'm Daniel Kamara, AZPM News. And that'll catch you up on what we've covered today at AZPM. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the AZPM News Daily wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Steve Jess. We'll be back here tomorrow.